When I tell people I'm an accountant, I'm usually met with one of two responses. Number one, aren't you a bit too cheerful to be an accountant? Or number two, oh, I couldn't do your job. I'm not a numbers person. Well, you can make your own mind up on number one, but number two is where this podcast is here to help. My name is Victoria, and I am living proof that you can turn your hand to even the most unexpected things. I want to encourage everyone to become an unlikely accountant. I will be chatting to people who have mastered their confidence with money to help them do the things they've always dreamed of. So if you're not a numbers person, but you think you'd like to be, then please tune in. And if you are a numbers person, great, I'll be in good company. See you soon. Just to clarify that this podcast will at no point discuss financial accounting standards, mainly because I can't remember them. Okay, hello listeners. Welcome to The Unlikely Accountant. As always, thank you for tuning in. So I'm super excited today to be joined by the powerhouse that is Hilary Rowland. She is the co-founder of Boom Cycle and United Fitness Brands. And I was lucky enough to do one of her classes at Boom Cycle not that long ago. And oh my God, I have never seen somebody's legs move so fast. I really thought I was keeping up and I kept looking at myself in the mirror and then I looked back at Hillary and I mean, I was nowhere near. So welcome Hillary and congratulations on the fast legs. Thank you. Thank you so much, Victoria. Thank you so much for having me on today. And um, yeah, it was great. Great having you in class as well. Yeah. I don't think, I don't think I was very good, but um, it's, it's, it's a nice self there though. Yeah, no, you were fabulous first of all. And uh, <laughs> yes, no, that, that studio is one of my favorites um, of the five. It's, it's so pretty because uh, the outside the actual bike studio is just all windows, which is wonderful for light. You can open up part of the, the wall there and then we're right on the river down in the Battersea Power Station development, um, which is beautiful. We also have a liquor license at that studio too. So that's fun for the weekends. <laughs> oh, wow. Oh, that's, yeah, that's probably what I needed after that, like a, a stiff drink. Right. I don't know if, anyone, if anyone's never done sort of a, a boom cycle or a spinning class, just explain like what that is. Yes. So basically um, we are, we're riding bikes, but they're stationary bikes and they have a flywheel, but boom cycle specifically is done to the beat of the music. So it's almost like you're dancing on your bike, uh, but it's super sweaty. We've got massive nightclub quality uh, function one sound systems in there. Uh, and it's just super high energy and super positive. We took out all the measurements we don't have any sort of measurement. Everything's done by feeling about, you know, how your leg should feel and, and, you know, definitely not putting pressure on anyone who goes in there because I feel like, especially in big cities, we have so much pressure on our lives already. You want your workout to be a release and something totally enjoyable instead of saying, here's another target for you to hit. Like it's all about just getting the best for yourself and feeling as good as you can. That's so true actually. Cause I, I mean, I hadn't noticed that when we were there but I've definitely done other classes where there's been not just the screen like on on your bike but then also a leaderboard in the room and you know it's done on power and speed and there's different metrics but yeah it kind of feels like a little bit depressing when you feel like you're working really hard and it's like oh I'm I'm last am I oh okay (laughs) totally and it's super it's super not fair as well to put everyone on the same scale because people are going to be fit in different ways all fitness levels are different and also considering like I always use this analogy but if you've got like a six foot five 
rugby player and you've got like a five foot two woman, like how can you expect them to be on the same, you know, target metric? It's ridiculous. And then, you know, someone's going to feel like it's not hard enough for them and the other person's going to feel like it's unattainable. Um, and I just feel like it, it's not working for everyone in the room. Amazing. So you've got five students, so that's loads. So how, how did you sort of come to be doing Boom Cycle? Like, yeah, tell me more about that. Well, Boom Cycle started uh, when I first moved to London many, many, many years ago. <laughs> and from um, your accent, was, you're, you're from the United States? <laughs> yes, I, I am from the States. I'm from middle America, but I haven't lived there in a very long time. I moved here the first time from New York City, where I had fallen in love with spin. And this is before the days of Soul Cycle. So I started spinning at Equinox. Actually, sorry, my first spin class was at Reebok Upper West Side in New York. And, um, and then I continued my spinning journey at um, Equinox Little West 12. And they, they run a Schwinn program, which is sort of uh, based on outdoor riding, et cetera. But regardless, I got into it because um, I was there modeling and I used to run to Brooklyn two or three times in the same run every day to stay sample size. And then I discovered spinning. And, and back then as well, like I was young, I was, you know, early twenties, I used to go clubbing. So I was like, this spinning is just like, like being at the club, like dancing on the banquette at Lotus to all the same songs, but I'm getting my work at it. And it only takes 45 minutes when this run to Brooklyn took ages. Um, so it was, it was a bit more efficient, a bit more fun, moved to London. And there were some good spin classes, but not many. And a lot of the, they were only in gyms as they were in New York at that time. And um, uh not, a, not, I mean, maybe one, one of the gyms I would go to for spin had cleats or like, you know, clips on their bikes for cleats. So it was like, oh my goodness. Like, do you remember how, you know, restaurants used to be terrible in London and then they got way better? Well, the same thing happened with spinning. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Mainly because we started it. Um, yeah. And then I was like, <laughs> I was like, oh, I really need to find like, where I wanted to create, I used to call it a spin gym. And that was going to be, you know, great spinning offered consistently um, at convenient times in the day. And um, I did that, that last career, I was modeling for a few more years. And then I think I'd been doing that for about 15 years. And I was thinking, okay, I was also turning, I also just turned 30. So I was like, all right, it's time to try something different, right? And I was like, maybe it's the time for that spin gym idea. Mm -hmm. And um, my now husband, boyfriend at the time was working on a different business. He was gonna do something in alcohol because he was in uh, business development for a drinks brands um, agency before. And then we decided that, you know, it could be terrible for our relationship if we both started a business and never saw each other. So we decided to become partners on this one. Wow. Went out to raise money right around this time. SoulCycle had sold a portion of their equity to Equinox for $50 million. And so we were like, oh, this could be a lot bigger. <laughs> <laughs> so we went out to market and, um, and yeah, thought it was pretty easy the first time, I think, raising money. I think that was the easiest time it ever was. I think mainly also because spinning was so new, no one was doing it yet. We were the first to bring it to the UK on this scale. And also, I think that deal that happened over in the States made everybody a little bit thirsty for it. So, <laughs> yeah. No, it's so true because spinning all of a sudden, like you said, did just explode. Um, yeah. It went from no one having sort of heard of it to then there's this really great workout where you really sweat and you work really, really hard and it's just it's the best thing ever. So I guess you were kind of right in the prime of, of that, that craze. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. I think for sure. Um, definitely in the prime of it when it started taking, uh, taking center stage in the States, New York city. Um, and then, yeah, as I mentioned, we did bring it to the UK on a larger scale. Congratulations. So. <laughs> <You did. laughs> 
so when you were raising money did you already have one what how many gyms did you have at that point did you have one did you have any oh no that, to open the first one that was it so I think I took out a loan um my then boyfriend had just sold a property so I think he had money from that and then we went to raise a little bit of funds I think the first one we put in most of the money but we got an investor on board to um, help us you know roll it out so on and so forth I mean there's a there's a dramatic story that comes shortly after oh my god I'm I'm dying to hear it (laughs) (laughs) um well I think about a month after us being open with the first boom cycle um we got a call that everyone needed to come into the investor's office and it was in the heron tower like really high up very fancy we got up there and it's a bunch of administrators so i think the main backer of the investment fund had was being extradited to lithuania for misappropriating 239 dollars so we had to buy back uh buy back you know, our equity, luckily we got a deal on it. I think we got to write off a load or something like that, which was, which was cool. But also at that point, we're like, we don't have any further backing. So um, we had to work every single shift as the front of house. I even cleaned the place for a while, um, for a long time to get ourselves to where, you know, we weren't going to need any investment because you always, <laughs> you, I think your first business, you always need more money than you thought you would. <laughs> but, yeah, yeah, no, that, that is so true. Like you do your business plan and then you need to almost like double it. Contingency. Yeah. So yeah, it was, it was a good uh, trial by fire, I think. Oh for our first 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 year or month of business <laughs> yeah I mean what 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 a yeah dramatic thing to happen like right right at the start but then how kind of then empowering to then then turn it around and do it on your own I mean did it then make you think oh well, why did we take the investment in the first place when you know? oh no 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 I mean it's it's super like that was the cheapest build we've ever done now I think it costs a minimum of a million pounds every time we build one of these things and I mean oh, <laughs> that's, really? that's a bit more a bit more money than I keep in my bank yeah so, <laughs> don't get me wrong after we did work ourselves out we did go and raise money again to build more just because they are so expensive um fit outs and rents and all of that stuff is in London is a bit crazy oh I mean it's it's insane it is insane and did you not you know when you're you're sort of raising these seven figure amounts of, of money, even if, even if, well, I guess you must just really, really believe in it. And like you say, you had like the example of soul cycle and you did really believe in it, but did you, you know, did the doubts not creep in and do you not think, Oh my gosh, like what are we doing? And, and is, and is this the right thing to be doing or, do you, or not really? Do you just, does the fear not enter into your mind? No, I didn't really, especially then. I think now, like, sometimes you can just get frustrated, like, with COVID and everything, like, how annoying, like, we're in our 10th year, then that was our ninth year of business, doing so well, and then we just get crushed by COVID, like, it's yeah. so not fair, um, but, you know, I think then, especially, we're just like, this is awesome, like, you know, we can see how it will work, we have to educate the market, um, we have to, you know, get the business culture, right? We have to, you know, make sure the product is what people want to buy. And so there's a lot of work that went over that over many years. Um, but yeah, which which is sort of why it got even more annoying. We finally got to a place where like, okay, our product is tight. Um, we built a great community. Um, you know, the team is amazing. And then COVID's like, everybody has to stay home. Like, oh, oh God. God. I mean, that was just, <laughs> I mean, crazy, but so many sectors um, were hit oh, yeah. in, partic- in particular sort of, the, you know the exercise market and you know the gyms being closed and everything 
Uh, oh yeah, and then McDonald's gets a tax uh, benefit and leisure businesses do not. So that was cool, yeah. <laughs> whatever. <laughs> Great decision. But didn't you say that you um, that you like hired out your bikes or something, which I thought was a really um, like genius idea to try and just, you know, be generating yeah. a bit of income? We absolutely did do that. It wasn't my idea, but uh, whoever's idea it was, it was genius. Um, yeah. I mean, it's, it obviously doesn't make the money that you're used to making that... Um, or that you need to be making, but it did bring in a decent amount of cash. Uh, and then also, um, I guess we were very lucky in that a few years ago, um, or a few years before COVID, we had made every single person, including the, the instructors, like full on employees. And a lot of places, a lot of studios don't do that just because it's incredibly expensive. I think it adds like another 12 and a half percent onto your wage bill for those people. Um, but because we did do that, we wanted to, first of all, give everyone the job security that they deserved. And we wanted people to see this as their career. But it also meant that when COVID came around that everyone was allowed to um, benefit from the furlough scheme. So actually people were able to get paid throughout and, um, and we didn't lose many people, which was great for us coming back. I think one of the, one of the biggest things everyone's talking about and scrambling for is that so many instructors, because they weren't paid over this time, they had to go find other work. And, um, and you know, a lot of people have left or started their own thing or gone for, you know, a different career or type of work. It, yeah, it's been a real challenge, I think, for, for some people to do what we do. That's so true. And how nice that you had that ethos of wanting to give people a security. Because I think, yeah, gyms are notorious, aren't they, for you're self-employed and you'll get nothing or you get the, the bare minimum. And then it's all about trying to get like clients and you make all your money from being a, a PT or, or, you know, whatever it is. So it's nice that at least, you, like you say, you're giving people that that security. <laughs> I, I mean, I think I was also going to say one of the benefits we, we had is that um, we have our digital partner. So Apex Rise, which is fantastic, beautiful, beautiful bikes come different colors. Um, that launched over this time and, and we have our trainers doing a, uh, an Apex program that, but it's built in the same, well, they're two different ones. So they're, the, the party on the bike one is built in the same, like a similar vein to how, um, you know, the boom cycle fun, no pressure standards are. And then we've also got a metric offering on that too. Um, so yeah, our, our digital partner came in handy at that time and um, yeah, really great piece of the kit. So anyone listening, if, you, if you're interested in uh, a streaming a spin class uh, and a bike to go in your house, check out Apex Rides. <laughs> <laughs> nice little plug. Yeah, because I think people yeah. are kind of like open to that, aren't they now having um, bikes in their, in their class? Because I think a lot of people, well, everybody had to, didn't they kind of have, home gyms and people turn to different things and bikes definitely again surged in in popularity I think of something to highlight. I, I think definitely outside of cities as well um a lot of the people I think most of the clientele it, it doesn't live in London uh, for them some people do but it's just space I think in London right like you can you can barely fit your own stuff in there and then you're like adding exercise equipment where does it go yeah so true you have to double up as like a clothes horse or something like yeah yeah Inev inevitably it always does <laughs> so you mentioned that you um started the business with your then boyfriend did you say now husband yes yes, yes so, now so that obviously worked out well so how is it working with your other half I mean you must enjoy it it's good yeah it's good I mean we've always been a, like one of those couples that spent a lot of time together like even in our previous jobs when one of us would travel if the other one could travel with we would um, and we just have really different skill sets and I think um, complementary yet different perspectives. 
So I think in business and probably in life, it probably helps that way because we're not competing, you know, and we're, we're definitely thinking of things from different angles and maybe we help each other see things, you know, in a different way, which is useful. <laughs> so is there not like a nice natural division of sort of roles and responsibilities within the, the business? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and which, which bits have you, because um, when you run a business, I guess you go into it because you've got your initial passion for, you know, the, the spinning and the exercise and all that kind of thing. But obviously running a business is like way more than, than that. It's absolutely everything. So which bits do you kind of like the most and which bits do you like the least about running a business? Oh, gosh, for me man um (laughs) (laughs) I guess I really love like we've been fortunate also I think having such a great team and and you know I feel fortunate for our success is is seeing progress and building things with people I mean in my previous career it's like you're like a lone wolf and you work with your agents in in every city but um but here to like build that camaraderie and and to to do things that are so big that you could never do it just on your own and watching watching that come to fruition is really rewarding um and also seeing people grow like seeing the team grow um seeing people who've been with us for years just you know come into their own and and grow amazing skill sets and you know their confidence can can just be super impressive like when they they start in front of house and now they come in and running two studios it's just it's wonderful to watch um and to be part of but the things that I don't love oh I hate working from a building site drives me up a wall can't stand that I don't not that I do it that much now thank goodness (laughs) but yeah it's something that used to really really uh, great on me um anything else I don't love I don't know I feel like I just take a lot of the, the bad with the good and, you know, sort of get into the journey and there's not a lot now, knock on wood, I hope, knocking on wood over here that, um, that, that we haven't been through. So, <laughs> so yeah, I think I'm just, you know, it's par for the course, whatever it is, it's the cost of doing business and just look for the positive. Yeah. Well, I guess if you can deal with COVID, I mean, you've got to think things yeah. about that much worse. <laughs> I forget who it was. Someone who I was speaking to said one of their lenders was telling them, if you get through this, I'll lend you money anytime because I know that you're robust enough to get through. Oh my goodness. Yeah. What an honor. Yeah. I mean, (laughs) well, and I think you have to, um, there's always going to be something, isn't there? There's always going to be an event, whether it's like a recession or um, just a massive change in the tide in terms of trends, or there's just always going to be something that you have to encounter. And I, I think COVID is up there of one of like, the biggest things hopefully again touch wood that you would ever have to to deal with hopefully yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I mean you've got your five um studios now is there other plans for more um absolutely so you know I think maybe this is a good time to to go into what United Fitness Brands is so um last year my husband my business partner and I started speaking with Joe Cohen who is the founder of Cobox which is a super cool boxing studio so it brings you know boxing to the masses fight club meets nightclub it's really really (laughs) a great workout it's a lot of fun like um amazing studios and made amazing uh, trainers and um so we started speaking about you know the possibility of you know combining in order to create scale in a quicker way because once you have more studios then you have um the ability to share resources right and resources can be within the team 
Um, and also then, you know, your buying power, when you're getting all the things you need, you can negotiate better deals. Um, you know, it's more attractive to landlords. There are many, many advantages. And so we started talking, we, we came to an agreement and we closed the deal to create United Fitness Brands. So Joe is our co-founder. And then we rolled up the equity of both Boom Cycle and Cobox into United Fitness Brands. And then quite quickly after that, um, we completed the acquisition of Barcore, which is London's best bar studio. So they have, um, Barcore has, I think in total, well, in total now, I think we have 20 sites in, uh, and it's now also, there are a few franchises for Barcore, which are in um, two in Manchester, one opening in Leeds and one opening in Bristol soon. So yeah, it, it was a big jump um, and we're all benefiting from, you know, a combined head office that you know saves money because instead of having three of everything you have one of everything mm. and um and obviously you know economies of scale buying power um we can share spaces so already we have moved the chelsea barcore studio into a space that we had at cobox in chelsea already so that was a really good move it's a beautiful space it's it's bigger. Um, it's now saving the company, you know, a whole other rent. <laughs> yeah. And um, and now also Cobox has just taken the space at Waterloo Boom Cycle, which is a big, gorgeous space, and that's supposed to open in about a week. I think Monday is our is our open date that we're planning okay. for. So, yeah, lot, lots of moves already. Um, we've got a few more, but I just can't talk about them yet. Oh. <laughs> Oh, super exciting though congratulations that's amazing so how did that come about did you know joe already or were you talking to a few partners or well we had been speaking you know like searching around for the right partner because you need it to be there's so many different things that that make a company right for this sort of thing right like you need it to to not i guess you just need it to be you know profitable at a site level which, and then you also just need the willingness of people to, um, to work together without some crazy valuation. I think we were speaking to a few people before and they just had these really just like outlandish ideas about what their company was worth. And really like, and one of the, one of the businesses as well, it's like no longer in existence, you know? And so (laughs) you're like, really? That's what you thought it was worth? Um, So yeah, I think when people can just be pragmatic, like the business fits you know, it, it ticks all the boxes and then the founders and the investors are pragmatic and people can come to an agreement that works for everyone. And so we're definitely stronger together and we're at a more advantageous place uh, now that we have combined. So, yeah. <laughs> How exciting. Yeah, like you say, and they're kind of like complementary, um, like sports to one another, I guess, aren't they? You know, it's a bit of totally, like- yes. Yeah. We, we like to call them verticals. So yeah, we, we are looking to add some other complementary verticals as well. Yeah, but yeah, I've been doing all three. And by the way, like, I feel like it totally works. Like, oh, yeah. <laughs> boom Cycle plus Kovac plus Barcore is awesome. Oh my God, that's all you need. And will that be like the case then? Can people buy sort of like a package membership and then they get access to Well, we are, we're working on some technology for that for sure. Um, right now it is separate, but this is only a few months old. I think we closed, as I mentioned, the United Fitness Brands deal with Cobox in March. And I, I think Barco was either early May or late April. So we're, we're a couple months in. Yeah. <laughs> There's a lot to do. We're, we're working on it. Yeah. yeah. 
Oh, how exciting. And do you think, I mean, would the dream be to sort of have a, you know, a global brand and take it over, you know, back to the States or just keep it in the UK or not sure? Well, I think maybe the States is pretty saturated at present. I mean, you never know. We have had quite a few um, licensing and franchise requests, um, but I think we'll, we'll go bigger nationally in the UK and Europe. And um, we've also had a few requests from the Middle East. So um, I think we're just getting our, our package together and making sure that we're happy with everything, um, getting our technology right. Um, and then we'll, we'll hit the button on things like that a little bit later. How exciting. And are, are you going to be, um, you know, learn how to teach barcore or the boxing or are you just going to stick to the <laughs> <laughs> Well, I mean, it's, it's actually quite a lot of work to do what I'm doing now. So I'm, uh, looking after all three brands for marketing and teaching a bit of spin, but I did think about it. I did think yeah. about doing the, the bar core training, um, but I think it might just be a little too much for me to do. So. Yeah, I think you've got your hands full with like everything else for the time being. Yeah, I'll just probably <laughs> stick with spin. Yeah. No, but that's good. You can just be a participant in the in the classes instead. Like, and I definitely am. I'm going to do a bar core class later today. I'm really excited about it. Yeah. Oh, well, how exciting! I mean, what a nice thing to kind of come out do you think this would have happened if COVID had not happened do you think the urge would have been there to do this or I don't know I mean we've been trying for for this to happen for a couple years to be honest um but I I don't think that COVID is the reason why um uh Cobox became partners with us I think that um one of the founders who was Joe's co-founder didn't didn't want to do things like this. And then I think he left the business. So, yeah. So I think, who knows? I think it probably would have happened anyway. Okay. I think um, COVID made it like a quicker decision. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Oh, but that's great. No, and I'm so, I'm so pleased that you've just, you know, carried on and that things are going well now that everything's um, reopened. Um, yes, we're happy that it's a positive story. Yes, definitely. <laughs> uh, when especially like you say, some of your competitors, <clears throat> it's not the same. Amazing. Right. Well, I don't want to take up too much more of your time, but I was just going to finish with um, a little quick fire round. If you could win an Olympic medal for any sport, real or fake, what would it be? Uh, floor gymnastics. Oh, nice one. Oh, I was watching that. Um, I don't know if it's floor gymnastics, but Simone, what's her name? I've forgotten her surname, but the American... Uh, I don't know. I'm not watching. I feel really bad. <laughs> you're probably, you're, I mean, you're too busy to watch, but I was like watching the highlights and oh, what's his, oh, I should really know her surname, but the American girl that's just amazing. And she was on the, the bar doing all the flips. And I just think, oh my goodness, I just, yeah, I could never, could never do that. Um, what's your favorite song? My favorite song. Oh God, I have so many favorite songs. I think um, Smokestack Lightning by the Helen Wolf. Bit of blues. I don't know that one. I'll have to go and listen to it afterwards. Yeah, do. What's the best piece of financial advice you've ever been given? Best piece of financial advice I've ever been given? Gosh, I'm not sure I've ever gotten much financial advice, to be oh. honest. Um, <laughs> I, think, <laughs> I think my father always said, save your money, but I'm not sure I ever did really. I was always a yellow, a yellow kind of person until yeah. I got married. <laughs> my, my husband... Is, uh, it's great at, at um, helping us save together. So oh, okay. I always call it, I call it expert husbandry when he does that, so. <laughs> okay, well, that, that needs to be what I need to do then, find an, an expert. Yeah. <laughs> um, after, uh, so after your house and your business, what's your biggest financial splurge? Uh, 
in my my biggest financial splurge I think just crazy holidays like I love a crazy holiday I love to turn left in the plane and go somewhere oh, no. like oh, super nice like six star <laughs> hotels yeah for sure <laughs> really nice far place. away where's the nicest place to be? <laughs> Um, so many nice places, so many, like, but one of my favorites is one of the places we went on honeymoon. We were um, in Northern India touring around, but then we actually made it to the Andaman Islands, which are um, in the Indian Ocean. Is it the Indian Ocean? I think it is. Um, it's sort of off the coast of Thailand, but really super duper remote. Um, and, you know, like there's a beach there that it had like two chairs. You saw like, oh you know, very few people there's like one nice hotel on the whole island like yeah it was great oh, dreamy <laughs> oh I mean I would kill to be there right now um what is the one thing about you um that surprises people that surprises people gosh I don't know I feel like I've had a couple friends say that they before they knew me they thought I was um I don't know maybe harsher than I am <laughs> <laughs> compliment <laughs> yeah I was like okay whatever yeah. um, now we're now we're best friends so what's that say about you <laughs> yeah. okay so you're not a bitch which is a thing that surprises people yeah <laughs> I mean I can be let's be real I'm sure I can yeah. Be, but yeah not in daily not in daily life though only if you deserve it <laughs> yeah exactly yeah. Um, what's your hidden talent um hidden talent goodness I don't know if it's so hidden but I can cook uh, for real I'm really good at cooking I'm terrible at pastry I'm really good at savory cooking and like anything if I can go into the fridge and you think you have nothing to eat I will whip up a meal out of that oh impressive well that brings me on to my next quick fire round question if you had to eat one thing for every meal forever what would it be it would 100% be tomatoes it's my desert island food it always has been and I adore tomatoes oh really Do you know I never used to like them and I've kind of just forced myself over the last couple of years and now I do really enjoy a tomato but before I just couldn't get on board with like the, the texture and how when you bite into it it's a bit slimy yeah I feel like though like because I was raised on homegrown tomatoes in Kentucky USA that really like set it off for me like no one wants nasty fishy tomatoes that are like yeah. white in Tesco like nobody wants that I mean <laughs> like a big homegrown uh, yes. beef steak or, or heirloom tomato like I'll eat it like an apple it's delicious oh okay yeah homegrown is definitely better um okay, yeah. who would who would play you in a movie who would play me in a movie Ooh, tricky I can't remember this actress's name but um she was in Battlestar Galactica she was also in Lucifer as like uh God's wife that was her character <laughs> but anyway I've had so many people say that we really look alike um but I cannot remember her name for the life of me but she was the blonde one of the blondes of Battlestar Galactica okay I'll have to I'll, look it up I'll, I'll <laughs> yeah. I'm hopeless with films I mean I don't even know why I asked that question because it's like a running joke that I never watch them I just don't have the attention span just oh it's tv shows they're tv shows not films tv shows oh okay oh I've got no it's then okay I'll yeah. that. okay and then lastly uh what piece of advice would you go back and give your 18 year old self um would be to aim higher I always had this issue especially when I was younger I would always like make these goals and then I would get them and I'd be like now what oh interesting <laughs> so yeah yeah generally um I, I realized I had to start thinking uh, a little bit bigger after a while well, I mean, I think you've done all right out of it, to be honest. I mean, I think your goals must have increased because <laughs> <laughs> now you're sat on, you know, uh, a fitness brand, um, which, you know, that's that's a pretty good goal, isn't it? Yeah, definitely. I never in a thousand years um, aimed to create 
a brand and, and businesses and stuff like that. So um, I guess that, that just sort of, yeah, it just sort of happened. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's funny, funny how these things work out. Okay, well, that's yeah. the end. That's the end of the quick fire round and the end of the episode. So thank you very much for joining oh, me. I'm so honored um, and flattered that you would ask me to do this. Thank you so much. Yeah, no, of course. I always love hearing about people's stories and yeah, very interesting to hear about the, the disaster in the first month of, of business, but keep going. <laughs> doesn't matter if you invest with some dodgy guy or COVID hits your business, just keep going, keep smiling. Just keep going. Yeah. I guess that's one piece of advice I would give is um, sometimes continuing sets you apart from everyone else. Yes. Good one. I think that's a nice, nice line to finish on. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, have a wonderful rest of the day. Thank you. you Hopefully I'll see you around the studios. Bye, honey. Thanks so much for listening. And if you enjoyed that episode, please make sure you hit subscribe. That seems to be what all the other podcasters ask people to do. And also, please do give me a follow on Instagram. I'm on at the unlikely accountant. So you can send me any DMs with any thoughts or feedback. Only if it's complimentary, of course. Thanks.